I'm going to make him an offer, Captain. six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Grandmaster B. And Miguel. Miguel, so good to see you, bro. bro. It's so good to have you back, man. So good to see you guys. The yes. first time I was here, we didn't get to hear it, but... Yeah, round two. Out. Round two. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties, man. A great show, too. So but... crazy. Woo, bro, so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get crazy because we're drinking uh, Jamaican rum again. Right. Grandmaster B. Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing that up. Now everyone's going to really know why we act this crazy. A <laughs> couple double shots before the show. The shizzle Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I only got a football game to play tomorrow. That's it. Yeah, big. you got this big event going on tomorrow. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this traditional honorary big football game that you're playing in honor of your friend so every year me and my buddy josh we were both high school quarterbacks he was way better than i was but anyway uh we get together every year and we're like why don't we do something fun get the friends and family together you know let's just be kid be adult kids out there you know and um he unfortunately passed away two years ago but my cousin mateo who's often on the show uh he decided to take the torch and we're continuing on and you know i know how close that you and your friend josh were yeah um this started when Josh was around still, right? So this whole yeah. thing actually come about when you guys started this. How many what, How many years now? I so I this will that. be year seven. We actually, the very first one was at Lakeshore High School where we went to, went to school. Yeah. And that was the last time I actually won this damn game. Oh, so, so that's why tomorrow is so important. Oh. And that's why I shouldn't probably be drinking Jamaican rum right now. But, <laughs> right. you know, just to take the edge off, you know, it's all right. Mm-hmm. So you have not won. You mean the team, you're, the, your side that you're mm. playing, that's been six consecutive years of losses. Yeah, it's been tough. And it, it, they've all pretty much gone down to the wire. But, you know, here's the thing. I was talking to Mateo about it today. I'm that guy, big heart, trying to get the kids involved. I told him, I said, I'm out for blood tomorrow, dude. I was going to say, fuck that, dude. You got to go out and play. It's winter, go home, baby. Yeah, yeah I remember I the, year that I, the year that I played, we had a lot of kids on the team. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, no, dude, okay, now everybody's in high school, my son's group of friends. Mm-hmm. I, I need that dub, man. Got to get for it, the man. jugular. And it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, Mateo actually went and got... MVP trophy and it's called the Z Annual MVP Award in honor of Josh. Yep, so. I did see that. That was awesome. I seen that on the Facebook I mean, page. Yeah. That's so special that you're doing this and it's you know continue. So how many people do you think will be there tomorrow? I'm guessing around forty. Are you serious? Yeah, it continues to grow every year. Obviously, I was talking to uh, Miguel about it before the show. Uh, COVID wow. kind of put us back a little bit last year, you know, for obvious reasons. You know, people didn't want to play. I totally get it. Uh, we played with like you know twenty, maybe eighteen to twenty. Made it work, you know, um, but it continues to grow, man. I think it, it will. You got like a running forward. back by committee type thing going, right? You got enough guys on the bench and everything that like you could platoon guys with, you know, that many people. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun thing to do, something to look forward to. It gives us old heads a chance to go out there and spin the rock. A few and times, playing you know? on a brand new field, to mention that, you got the keys to the field. I mean, I know you have good connections since you're, you know, a coach and everything. Yeah. Uh, they have a brand new stadium pretty much there sitting there, and you're yeah. going to be doing your thing there tomorrow tomorrow afternoon yeah great people over there and i you know met a lot of people through the youth organization too so shots out to them and um obviously with all the craziness going on in the world you know public schools are kind of 
hesitant right now. Right. And, uh, you know, that's something we can get into here. Obviously, with the tragedy in Oxford, just uh, just a super unfortunate yeah. situation. It's like, I don't even know where to begin. I think it shocked everybody because it's like you hear about these things over the years. But then when it happens so close to home, you know, you think about your kids. And if you're in that situation, you drop your son or daughter off to school and you think about getting that call like, wow, they may not be coming home, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking, man. It's terrible. Absolutely. Just yeah. terrible and tragic. And all these schools are closing around everything. Everyone's getting these like false reports of people, kids bringing guns or all this kind of stuff. Like I think I just seen in the news yesterday, something about Marysville high school, uh, cops had to arrest a kid and stuff like that yesterday. And yeah, I mean, we live just, in a different world, Miguel. I mean, you start thinking about it. Like I heard today that the parents, uh, are on the run right now. Yeah, they're fleeing. They're mm-hmm. fleeing. So, you know, they've got, uh, you know, they're fugitives right now. Well, actually, it came out today just recently that they skipped town because they felt for their safety, but they're actually coming back to be arraigned. Okay, so they're oh. they're just kind of hiding somewhere where no one knows where they're at, supposedly, but supposedly. they know they're coming back. But th- this could take a really crazy twist because they're doomed. They're, they're, they're going to mm-hmm. be... Possibly they're gonna be doing time. Oh, for sure. No I mean, I don't, I don't see how they don't. There's a lot to unpack with this situation. But if you look at the timeline, you're talking about four days prior they bought the, a 15 year old a gun. I know, man. Apparently, he's going through some things. Not the smartest parenting move in the world. Let's I face agree. it. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And all the signs. I mean, I don't know the details word for word, but it got to the point where the kid got caught looking at ammo on google in class they were in the office and they didn't check his bag bad day at school in the morning a lot of red flags there. in philly to add to that just a little note here that the mom actually texted the kid after the meeting that they got you know he was Mm. brought down to the main office there um his mother texted him lol i'm not mad at you this is the jennifer crumbly the Mm -hmm. mom um you have to learn not to get caught Right. So how serious is the parent thinking what her kid did that you think that's acceptable? Like you're you're like you're going along with it. Like, don't you know, the world we live in is so different than what it is. You can't just do stupid shit like that and blow it off like your kid probably is getting encouragement from you. Little did we know in that bag, like you said, in his backpack. Right. This kid's holding a freaking deadly weapon. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, man. I just, Hard to imagine. I feel like the protocols are going to totally change now. Um, I just want to throw this out there. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I feel like, though, like metal detectors, you know, it's it's a polarizing topic, especially in the suburbs. They don't want to feel it's like an appearance thing. Do you think that could prevent these situations in the future if everybody, like, across the board just mandates that? I mean, at least, yeah, you got kids lining up to go into school. It's an inconvenience. I get that. But it's a way to kind of get ahead of it. I know, but Philly, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with it now. And Miguel, I'll let you speak to it because I have my own opinion. I don't want to steal any thunder from no, you. So you're go good. ahead. You tell me what your opinion is and tell Philly. I just think with the whole metal detector thing, I just, I mean, we're getting to the point in time now to where it's almost like we got to prevent these things. You got to have a stop gate from these things happening. Like you can't have this stuff happen at school. You can't have a kid just walk in with For a sure. gun in his backpack. I just feel like... Even though it's an inconvenience, and like you said, people in the suburbs, they might not like it because they think of it maybe that's like a low-class kind of thing, like, hey, there's violence and stuff in these schools, but there's violence in every school. For sure. I mean, there's just, I just think it's going to come to the point where 
they're going to have to do that. I mean, it's just going to be it's going to have to be the number one option, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, to piggyback off what you're saying, it's kind of unfortunate that's where the direction of society is going. It's like even to go to a sporting event, you know, to go to a concert, you you really you, you almost feel like you're entering, you know, the land of Oz because they have to, you know, screen everything. And you can't think, I mean, you're not too far removed from school yourself and Philly and I. You think about those days, like, I mean, just think of the crazy didn't enter the mind of most of those people. And nowadays, you, how safe are you even walking into a mall and you hear about this stuff? It's really scary times we live in. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate that this seems to be a norm because I, I heard something on the news. There was like 24 school shootings already this year. Not every one of them made headline. Or somebody got caught with guns or something like that. But when something like this unfortunately happened here, it's big time news because you know, we lost four kids. Yeah. But uh, you know you got to start putting all this different stuff in these schools, like you're saying. You got detectors and all that. It's just changing the game. Wouldn't you guys agree though that it starts at home? Hundred percent. Obviously, yep. you see what's happening with with this situation, and I feel like okay, if the parents are allowing, you know, whatever's going on with this child to just progress and not get him help. To me, that's the first thing I want to do. I'm trying to think of all these solutions. If my if my son's having issues, hey, man, what's going on? How can I help you? Help me help you. Do you need to see somebody? There's something I'm not doing. If, if it's out of my control, let's go above my head. You know what I mean? Just for your benefit. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thinking. I think that's all normal people's thinking when it comes to their children. And uh, unfortunately, it's not that way for a lot of people. And you compound that with... You know, like I talked to my son, I said, son, what do you, why do you think this happened? I'm trying to put myself in a 15-year-old's mind. You know, why do you think this came about? And he's like, well, you know, he's like, I think it's crazy, but family issues, bullying, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, you understand that that's not no reason to go shoot anybody, right? Yeah. And he's like, no, of course, you know what I mean? But it's like I have to have that conversation just so he knows there's an open forum here. <laughs> And I think some homes probably don't do that. Not saying I'm the best dad in the world, right? But, you know, I, th- I feel like you have to be open and honest and have those hard conversations because that's where real growth comes. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Philly. I think that's a very intelligent answer. A lot of, you know, to the discussion about the bullying, that's becoming a big problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all grew up with bullies in high school and we knew of those type of people. They picked on, you know, the, the fat kid or the, the kid maybe that was mentally challenged and stuff like that. But social media brings a whole different dynamic to that now. Oh, you add a pandemic, you add what we all have gone through in some phase or mm-hmm. another, getting picked on or picking on people. I think we've all, you know, been on both sides of that into this new age of social media where everything's out there now. Yeah, you know, I had a buddy actually. Uh, Joe called me today. Joe Hoff. Yeah, and he, he we talked about it, and he was spot on. He's like, you know, you had, we had friends of all different kinds. You know, he had the jock groups, the geek group, you know, the gothic people. Yeah, but I, I had yeah. friends in all those circles Same just because I love people. Same man. thing. I had different kind of friend group for every kind. Of, you just have a wide variety of friends. Yeah, and you listen to this show. You know, we're thirty-two episodes deep, and we crack on everybody. Dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's open season, but it's it's in it's good-hearted. Yeah, we're trying to make people smile. But people I mean? are on short fuses, you know. Their mm-hmm. yeah. fuses are really short in tempers. You can see that even when you drive through traffic now. My gosh, you wouldn't want to, you know, speed up to catch the guy to cut you off and flip him off. God only knows he's got a gun underneath, mm-hmm. the, you know, right, his seat right. or something. You don't know. Yeah, but none of us, like, intentionally, if we know somebody's having issues, would sit there and just pounce on somebody and, you know, make them feel like a piece of dirt. There's no way in hell any of us would ever do that. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah. 
And the craziest thing to me too is like me not even being a parent. I just look at it as like as if I'm in a household and you don't see that a kid's having a bad day or having something going on with them that's not right. Like yeah, you know the parents aren't really looking at that kid, don't really care about him possibly and stuff like that. If I, I mean, if the kid's coming in and doing that kind of stuff and. It's just one of those things is not even being a parent. I just look at it as like, how do you know your son is like, you see him every single day sitting at the dinner table with him. Like, how don't you just ask that question? Hey, right. how, how was the day? How are you doing? Yeah. How are you feeling? Like all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, yeah, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, that's why every day, you know, when I drop my son off to school, I say, hey, have a good day. I love you. Yep. You know, whether he likes it or not. And usually he says it back. Yep. I know he's mad at me for yelling at him to get his ass out of bed. You know what I mean? He's going <laughs> to say it back. But regardless, you know, I always ask him, hey, how was school? Even though it's the same answer, fine. Yep. You know same I mean? thing every day. But, you know, at least it's the same answer. You know, he's doing all right. And then, like, if yeah. he comes up and says something different, then you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. little red flag maybe raised or something like yeah. that. And, and I feel like home and school should be two safe havens, man. Oh, no. Dude, I, I couldn't even imagine walking into school. And t- like, I imagine, like, I'm rolling into school, like, backpack, trying to grab all my stuff. It's, like, two minutes before I got to be in class. I'm just strolling in there. Yeah. Everything's fine. I'm going to make it to class. But, right. like, you're rolling into class and you got to worry about something like this happening. It's just absolutely crazy. It's got awful. I mean, compounded with everything else going on in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else is struggling. We got inflation going on. We got, you know, political wars, racial stuff going on. It's like, man, you got these innocent lives just being took for no reason. And that kid trying to be the hero, trying to stop him. Like, Amazing. And that time, and like, I just don't even know, like, at myself being a 17-year-old, like, what would I do in that? Like, if I seen the kid, would I try to stop him? Would I try to like be like all right i'm not gonna do that risk my life for it but then at the same time it's like some kids just have those leadership traits and stuff like that and they're like hey i'm gonna try to save as many people as i possibly can if i have the opportunity so it's just that those that kid trying to stop him it's just like man i just it's crazy to think that it happened like that but it's i just couldn't even imagine being in those his shoes at that time and period like making that split decision in time like i'm gonna go try to stop this kid who has a gun and i have nothing like Dude, but my hands it's amazing that's that's such a uh such a ballsy move it it's, is it's heroic mm-hmm. you know it's absolutely heroic it's a super it's like a superhero kind of move like i'm gonna try to stop this guy like it's yeah. it's crazy i feel for the kids parents and stuff like that like knowing that your kid risks his life to try to save all those other kids too yeah. so it's and i personally know a few people that uh not on my staff but uh another staff um that are very um, familiar with the Oxford community, and um, they spoke at the banquet this week. And you know, you can just see the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see the connector. We actually scrimmaged them this year. Great people. It was a great community. The school is beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you walk there. It's almost like a, a mini college atmosphere. Um, I just my heart goes out to the community and um, the families that lost loved ones. Very very difficult situation. And also shout out to Michigan. Miguel's in all blue tonight. Uh, yes, sir. I'm repping, ready for tomorrow. I've been going to be all my life. <laughs> they're they're rocking the patch in the uh, right. Big Ten Championship tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that's that's. I've seen man. that. I've seen that. It got the four hearts on there. Yeah. It's got his number and stuff like that. Paying I, respects to him. I think it was Tate Muir. Does that sound right? Tate Muir. I think it was like yeah. number was it 42 or something 42, like that. 42. Yeah. With the four hearts for the four kids that lost their lives. So that's awesome. Awesome respect for Michigan. Well, in the meantime, yeah. Grandmaster B. So salute to the families. Um, we wish you the best, you know, heavy hearts, thoughts, and prayers to That's everybody right. involved. Mm-hmm. Yep. God bless. God bless. God bless.
Well, we're going to talk about that Michigan game we all predicted to be wrong, by the way. We uh, <laughs> we, we really were screwed that off. one up. Right, well, I wasn't on the show, but I did tell Grandmaster B that I did pick Michigan. I don't believe you. I picked them by <laughs> uh, the win by five to seven points. Um, I can show you my. Uh, I don't remember that. my big bet uh, six app. I can go up and pull that up for you real quick. But I did pick the Maze and Blue to win. I, I had Ohio State by ten, and honestly, obviously, I, I said on the air, I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But you look start to finish. Michigan had the best game plan I've seen in a long time. It's almost like Harbaugh was planning this from the beginning of the season. Almost like it was from like when he first started. Like, hey, I might have some <laughs> up and downs, but you know, I'm gonna have my best game plan. And it's like crazy that all the all the stuff he went through, taking a pay cut, like losing his job, mm-hmm. all the transition, all this stuff, and he comes out and just the biggest game of the year dominates. Yeah, dominates. It was amazing. It was great to see, and actually. I didn't cry, but I felt myself getting choked up for, for the game. Christ, I'm getting all emotional from it. <laughs> no, nah, man, but as we've been hard up for football. We've been like, hard oh, up dude. for anything, man. Dude, like to Give see me them, some good ball. you see that atmosphere, like I think it was uh, Matt Leinert said that was probably the best college football atmosphere he's dude, ever it seen. it was phenomenal. It was the most watched college football game, they said. I think it was like. That's true. 3.8 million viewers on the pregame alone. The or aftermath something like that. of that game. I mean, pictures, it was a monsoon it was of maize just and blue. amazing. When I seen the, the wall starting to just people were just tumbling over and just. It was crazy. It was nuts. You even seen the players were out there partying with all of their students, mm-hmm. you know. And, and even Harbaugh, he was walking through the crowd like no big deal, you know. Security had to finally yeah. come rescue him. Yeah. It was very cool, man. The most watched. Uh, college football game in Fox's history. Yep. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. That's pretty cool. My buddy uh, Andrew, that was on the show, we did the wrestling show. I don't know if you guys listened to it, but he was down there with his wife and he was sending me uh, videos. It was freaking amazing. I just couldn't imagine being in that atmosphere down there. It's just nothing would be like it. I've been to the big house one time and they played Massachusetts and it was unreal. Massachusetts. Yeah. Hey, have another one. I couldn't even imagine being down there for that Ohio State game. It would just be unreal. That's something, that's a bucket list thing right there. Going to the big house, watching Ohio State in Michigan. I'm still, I was telling my brother when we were watching the game, I'm like, dude, it's you see it on TV, it looks big, but when you're there, oh, it's dude. fucking big. It's in ground. <laughs> like, it's like you go down there, like the you only see like not even like a quarter of the stadium, and then you go in there, and then it just funnels right down to the ground, and you're like, damn, this is a monstrous stadium. Yeah, was it 111,000 people? Yeah, I believe, were there. it's crazy. I went and watched them for the first time in over 20 years. I went with Cody. I warned you about those uh, bleachers. I told you. Oh my gosh, because <laughs> the weather was totally different from the game on <laughs> yeah. Saturday to the game I went to. It was like the second game of the season, Philly, and it was when they smoked that one team from Indiana. I think it's like 63 to something. It was a blowout. But the, yeah. you're sitting on these, you know, aluminum. I was there. I know. Oh, the ass was getting chapped, and I'm thinking oh, yeah. if it was like 20 degrees and sitting out there, but I guess the adrenaline would keep you going. Sure. Right. Yeah, definitely. Very yeah, you're, big. you're in that big stadium. You're just you're feeling it. You're singing the fight song. Yeah. It's amazing. I was at an Iowa game. I think we won 10 to six. It was kind of a defensive game, but still, I was like in awe the whole time. Like, like just looking the whole time. It was amazing. The experience is what. It's the best thing. Like you can go to Ford Field, watch a Lions game. Don't oh, feel don't like even that. Go there, man. It not... doesn't even. It doesn't even compare <laughs> yeah, to the, the college Lions, football. Man, I gave up on them. And then let's address the elephant in the room here. Is it 
Did they win this year because Jim Harbaugh switched from the khakis to the blue pants? Oh, I didn't know about this. Do we, I, I mean, do we, we see another a uh, different drab? Yeah, do we see another deal coming instead of the khakis deal? He's got some blue pants on. They, I, like, uh, I, I like the blue pants look. I actually, that's in my starting five every day. It's mm-hmm. one of my fives of the week when Is I go to work. I had to buy yeah. some navy blues. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just it's a good look. You know, yep. you throw some brown shoes, brown belt, mm-hmm. gray shirt. You know, looks crispy, looks tight. Out. Well, you are a coach, so you have to dress like the coach. You have yeah, to be that. You, know. you have to fit that, man. Yep. Yeah, I was just telling somebody. It's like you know, you want to look presentable when you're going out and you're selling every day. Yeah, right. You want to present yourself well. It's just that's something, something I take pride in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's very cool, man. But uh, what what do you think that? Now I think we're only fifty percent there. I think that was a wonderful, great win beating mm. Ohio State for the what first time in ten years. Now you can't have a letdown. This you weekend. can't have a letdown. This game against Iowa coming up, and we'll you know we'll be back next week to talk a little bit about that. But I think they beat Iowa. Iowa doesn't have a very good football team, if I'm not mistaken. Right? They're, they're in the top twenty-five. I think they're eleven. Like around top ten. It's it almost has a feel of like. I feel like everyone's talking about Michigan's going to win, Michigan's going to win, but we always have fits with Iowa. Yeah. Iowa give us fits every single year. It's just, uh, it's like you said, 10 to 6, it's a hard-nosed battle, mm-hmm. defensive games all the time with Iowa. Yeah. Trap game? It, that's what I feel <clears> like, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not counting Iowa out, but I'm not going to say Michigan's going to win. I'm like, I'm just, we got to play the game. I was, uh, I was on the fence. You know, obviously we are because they haven't had much success the last 10 years or so. But this team is different. Like, when mm-hmm. you're number two in the nation, we need to go in there expecting to win. Exactly. I don't think Iowa has enough firepower. And you look at, like, we're not a great passing team, per se, Mm-mm. but Cade McNamara made some great throws in that ball game. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looked solid. <laughs> when it was time to make a throw, he freaking put the yep. he put it in the uh, the turkey hole, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, Kate McNamara, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I thought that was great, the run game. Um Put some speck on his name, uh. I mean, uh, Haskins, dude, five touchdowns. Dude. Oh, what a great performance. That offensive line, mm-hmm. phenomenal. I was just um, about to say, it's a battle in the trenches. You win the trenches, game in, game out, like they've been doing. That's how you can run for 300 yards against Ohio, Ohio State. And you look at, like, their athletes. Like, they got three receivers probably going in the first round, mm-hmm. you know, that could. And uh, Stroud almost threw for 400 yards, but Michigan prevented the big play. It was empty they, yards. Yeah, they kept them intact the whole game, and – there's a lot of athletes there. That's why they racked up yardage. Yep. But still, they the game plan, I just feel like kudos to uh, McDonald, the defensive yep. coordinator who's 34 years old from the Baltimore Ravens. Yep, brand new. Shout out to Harbaugh. Shout out to Gaddis. You know, the, the game plan was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He restaffed everybody. He brought the right people in. You know, going back to the Lions, not to switch in gears with the NFL, but that's what that's what uh, our coach needs to do in Detroit. Campbell, mm. he didn't he didn't bring the right people in with him. He brought a lot of people with no experience. So you can see what the experience can do. It took that whole team to a whole different level. Now, mm-hmm. I have this conversation sometimes. Just because you played the game, even at a high level, it doesn't, I don't feel like it makes you a great coach, per se. No, it I doesn't. Feel like it doesn't, man. It, it doesn't always translate. I feel like you have to see the game at a different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to see things like outside the box. It's a whole different mentality and a whole different world when you're coaching yeah, from and playing. I, and I'm not ready to give up on Dan Campbell. I think he's like, I love his heart and his passion, mm-hmm. but I think he has to change some things around him. And that's what good leaders do. They put good people around him, build a solid foundation. Yep. That way he's successful. You yep. know what I mean? And he's got to make those adjustments. You got a six year deal, dude. You can't go winless in your first year. You got to win at least one game. If you don't win any games, 
you're on the hot seat. Dude, I, I mean, if you get fired, <laughs> yeah, it's I totally see, understand. Yeah. Because Steve Wilkes with Arizona, he he only won three games and got fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't win any, dude, it's kind of it's a hard sell for me to be like, okay, bring him back. And I'm not that guy calling for his job. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see anybody lose their job. I want everybody to prosper, right? Yep. But at the end of the day, dude, it's a it's a the NFL is a big money. You can't feel sorry for these guys. Nope. These guys are set for life. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's either like Put up or shut up, man. And I just, I just don't really get where the whole "I'm going to take over the play calling" comes from. I was a decent tight end in the NFL, know a little bit of offense, can do some stuff. But like, you take away play calling from Anthony Lynn, who was a good offensive head coach with the LA Chargers and stuff like that, and he just comes out with the play calls. And I just, man, it's just you shake your head out there. Like third and thirty, you run a draw. I get if you want to run a screen or a short pass across the middle, but yeah. you're just basically waving the white flag right there. And that's what I just don't like about it. Yeah, you can have your regrets after the game. Yeah, I should have done this. I should have done that. But I just I don't really get where the whole I'm going to take over play calling comes in. That just I don't really like that call on his end. It's yeah. just kind of kind of weird to me. Yeah, even at a smaller level, much smaller level. Yeah, okay, I. I talk to people about, hey, you know, I'm not liking how things are going offensively or defensively. And, you know, you think about making a change or stepping in, but it's almost like, you know, no, I'm going to voice my opinion. I'm going to tell you I don't like what you're doing. Now I want to see how you react to it. If I take your job over, it's like I'm doing the whole thing a disservice. Yeah. Um, it's a big slap in the face to an NFL offensive coordinator right there. Yeah. Big slap in the face. And then it's like, okay, to the players, it's like, damn. And in the know? NFL, don't you guys feel there is no such thing as on-the-job training? You're no. one of 32 elite jobs in the world to coach an NFL team. There's no on-the-job training. Yep. So you can't just kind of like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to trash everything we started with, and I'm going to do it all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really work that way. Yeah. It kind of shows, I don't want to say a sign of weakness, but it doesn't. It doesn't help his situation, you know, no. as far yeah. as that goes. No, hundred percent. And I mean you look at the beginning of the season, we put up a few points and stuff like that. We had we had a good battle with the Rams. We had put up some points against San Fran and stuff like that. And it was like the offense wasn't really rolling, but we did have a semi decent offense. But yeah. then ever since we took over, it's like you want to ground and pound, but you got injuries, you got all this going. The run game gets set up by the pass game. If you're not passing to set up the run, you can't run the football. Well, like uh, Hollywood said last week, he, he said they should have five wins. And if they were at full strength, operating with what they have at full strength, mm-hmm. he's probably right. Yeah, you pretty close. I, mean? I can see five wins. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of close games in there that you lost. Yep. But, you know, you're down a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, to your point about the third and 32, I hate when they just call it draw play. It's just saying I'm done. I'm done. That just that's where I turn it off. That's where I'm like I, I got to check out. Yeah. You know, I'm just that this is not NFL caliber football. Throw no, a 50 yard deep ball. Well, yeah, do something to switch gears for a second. At the beginning of the season for the AFC uh, sweetheart team, the people that I thought would be what Kansas City, Buffalo, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? I'm one of them. Look yep. what's going on with the New England Patriots. They're in first place. Dude, Bill Belichick's got rolling. that team on a roll right now. He would be my vote for coach of the year right no now. No question you about imagine it. Imagine if Brady, if Tampa, you know, in the NFC goes on and Belichick are in the Super Bowl. It'd be amazing. Would that be, be another awesome. like I mean that would be a really My son told me he's like if it's if it's Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I mean, it's almost like him. is this shit fixed? I mean, is this is like a Hollywood script or something? But I mean, right now Buffalo's in second place. Yeah, Dude, it's amazing. And they're struggling. Yeah. Struggling. <laughs> like I, I am right now. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like last year it was like a like the most Cinderella, not even a Cinderella story, is like the most perfect script ever. Tom Brady goes to a different team, 
home Super Bowl for mm. Tampa. Brady goes there, wins. It's like now this year they go face Belichick or something like you guys, that. Real quick though, did you see that Notre Dame prep team? They were doing a FaceTime call, dude, and they accidentally <laughs> called uh, by one digit. Murphy, Murphy Bunting, I yeah, think, yes. and then he got Gronk on the phone. Tom Brady got everything. That was so amazing, dude. What yeah, were they, I mean that's like winning a lottery, right? Because your odds of actually getting they were off by one digit, right? Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden the the guy in the locker room was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers player," and yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. How cool would that be? Shout out to those guys for actually taking the call and saying what up to the kids. And it was that's awesome, so cool. too. I know that's like one of the, like, I would like to see the statistical odds on that of like what the odds of that are happening because they're astronomical. Mm. But at the same time as those kids, that's like a, it's almost like a life changing moment for those oh, kids the right there. It's unreal. Like, yeah. that's a story you're going to tell your kids and your kids are going to tell their kids. Like, it's just like an unreal story yeah. that happened right there. So for cool. Sure. Well, we don't want to send the audience into a deep depression talking about the Lions all day. So, um, <laughs> Javi Baez, the big signing this week for the Tigers. Yes. There's uh, my, right here, there's the biggest baseball fan I know. Miguel, yeah. please. Miguel. It, it, do you, does it pass flying colors? Do you, would you rather have Correa? What's your thoughts? Go ahead. So, my whole thought on it as i'm not giving anybody the name of Corey seager or carlos correa 300 million dollars mm-hmm. i'm i'm not doing it the, they're both injury risks i just don't feel like they're 300 million dollar players if you give me a mike trout or ronald acuna juan soto i'll happily pay him 300 million but i just don't like the risk i get the connection with hinch and stuff like that but getting javi baez for half that half the years basically there's an opt-out clause i think after two years or something like that with the, I, I think, think Javi can years. opt out. So, but I, I mean, basically what they told him is like, Hey, Javi in two years, once Miguel's gone, this is your team. Like, I feel like it's, I didn't like the signing at first, but then I got thinking about it. I'm like, you know, he's still in his prime. And I think it, I mean, it passes with what I think should happen. I mean, I liked it and I just think the Tigers are on the right trajectory right now does it make him a does it make him a contender, Miguel? Uh I don't think it necessarily makes him a contender. You gotta see what the young pitching staff can do, Mize, Manning, uh Scruble, if they can have a full year of success. Ken, Riley Green. I like the uh, Rodriguez signing too. I do too. I really like that to bolster it. And I just seen uh something today. I know uh Verlander was possibly uh in line with the Tigers and apparently with the new the whole holdout thing coming up, possibly with the CBA expiring. I did see something about Verlander's contract might void with the new deal he signed with the Houston Astros. So that's something to where maybe Tigers come revisit, maybe get Verlander to come back because I'm all about JV coming back and coming back hometown for that, sure. That would be amazing. I think it'd be it would be a good fit. I think Correa is going to eventually go to the Yankees. I think that's why him and A.J. Hinch are talking. I think, you know, of course, he'd probably want him here. But at yeah. the end of the day, the next best thing would for his guy to go get paid. Exactly. Right? No question dollar. about it. Because, I mean, I guarantee you, Hinch, Hinch said there's no way we can do $300 million. I mean, like, I was yeah. thinking, like, if you can give him maybe about six years at $30 million a year, I would do it. But... No way am I committing 10 years at 30 mil. No offense against Miguel Cabrera, but you just look at what happened with 10-year deals when you give a 27, 28, 29-year-old guy a 10-year contract. More times than not, they're going to be sapped at the end of the bit. Yeah, and you know what I compare it to? The first thing I thought of was uh, when they were talking about Korea and $350 million, I'm thinking about Prince Fielder, how hyped everybody was when we got mm-hmm. him, and they thought it was going to be automatic World Series dub. 
It's not the case. Nope. You can build these all-star teams, but I think uh, Marcus Spears or Demarcus Ware, one of those guys said, you can have this accumulation of talent. doesn't necessarily translate to team chemistry and wins on the field. Look at the Rams right now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a Talk yeah. about struggling, man. You they know? are very struggling right now. Names it, don't mean nothing. No. You, you got to ball together. You got to have a um, – the compass has to be moving the same way. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's got to be going in the same direction, dude. Otherwise, it's, it's not – doesn't matter because they're they're all millionaires. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're athletes. They're yep. top of the line athletes. Yep, no question. But if they're not moving in the same direction, it's it's they're not going to win. Yeah, we, we had that dream team. You know, mm-hmm. back in the you know early years when we had you know ace pitching, we had all those guys, and it was just tremendously a great team and basically an all star team. But it, it didn't help us out at all. Nope, exactly. You, know, you can't keep heavy payrolls like that. I just seen uh, something uh, in the news a couple days ago, and it was about um, every pitcher i think that we had from that starting rotation that year uh has won a world series now anibal sanchez david price justin mm-hmm. verlander rick porcello max yeah. scherzer drew smiley all those guys have won a world series well, and we like had them pitching for us at one time the cream rises to the top you know oh. what i mean they're good players they were good fits on other teams and probably set them over the hump no but question all together it doesn't always translate nope, into it, that win. It does not. It just does not. Mm-mm. It's unfortunate. But I, I honestly, I'm a Stafford guy. I hope the Rams figure it out. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if we end up with a better draft pick, that's good too. It's a win-win for me. Yep. Yeah. You know? I, I wish him well, but, I mean, right now the team does not look like it's got good chemistry. I mean, there seems to be – I know there's injuries and all that yep. kind of stuff, but they're still struggling for sure. Yeah, and, I mean, again, Odell Beckham, I feel yeah. like it's like that, that black cloud that follows he him. Is. And I think yeah. he's – you know, from what all the reports are, he's trying his ass off. He's, you know, trying to learn the playbook and trying to acclimate himself. But, again, I go back to Robert Woods. He's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. I oh, he's a him. great receiver. I he's just right. had this down. conversation, Fantastic. too. Fantastic. I did said he was, he was the glue to that team. Yes. He did everything. He did the dirty work underneath. He would run the football. You'd do anything that you needed yeah. him to do, and he Blocking was a glue. Blocking ends, dude. Crackback yep. blocks. You know, not illegally, but yeah. you know, the different schemes that McVay runs, mm-hmm. you know, the play action and – uh, he did all that stuff so well, and I think that really is crippling them right now. Yeah, and I was a big Stafford fan when he was here in Detroit, but I knew that relationship was tarnished and stuff like that. Always tarnished, And for sure. I'm just – it's just crazy watching him in the big games right now, what he's doing on, like, Sunday night football, Monday night football, uh, having game of the week at 4.30, watching him play, and it's the same thing he did with Detroit. Yeah, you're right. He's faltering. Everyone gets to see him in the limelight, and it's just, hey, this is a – this is a real Matt Stafford out there. Like everyone's seeing the same things right now that he did in Detroit. And it's like, it's dampening right now. I feel like to Sean McVay and that whole team, it's almost like, like you said, it's that black cloud with Odell. And it's like that black clouds over the Rams right now. Yeah. yeah. And th- there was a, um, a snippet that came out with DeMarcus where he was kind of going in on Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. He was talking about, um, I can't, pre- I can't remember the exact analogy, but it's like, it's either shit or get off the pot, dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you got that perception of you. Yep. And it's like, you know, don't pretend to be something you're not. You Could know? you imagine though, if they don't make the playoffs, cause this team is built for speed. I mean, this yeah. LA team was designed. They, they gave everything yep. up their draft picks, everything. Well, you look at San Fran right in. now, they're playing the best football they've played all season. Jimmy G. Jimmy G's making a little comeback over there. They just lost Debo for a week or two, but then at the same time, it's like 
the Rams have not looked like a good football no, team the last couple last, weeks. They looked very poor. And I know in the Speaking NFL, of, you can flip a switch quick, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I'll tell you what, Debo Samuel, that dude is a great football player. Awesome. If he Debo, can just stay healthy. He's fun to watch. He man. is. He's dude. amazing to watch. And I think Frisco, if they get healthy and they stay healthy, I think if they, they're they going to sneak in, yep. they're going to cause some havoc. Me too. I agree. What's amazing to me, though, is Green Bay. You look at oh Aaron, my gosh. You look at Aaron Every Rodgers. Single this, year. this fucking guy just does not go away. I hate Aaron Rodgers, like, but the dude's like so good. He's like a roach. He's like a fucking roach. You just can't get rid of the guy. He's like a damn roach. It's I'm terrible. This guy, yeah, man. <laughs> this guy's putting his feet on TV and everything. I don't know, dude. Unbelievable. He's, he's a great ball player, but he's a winner, man. That's the thing. He, he is, is a, a freaking winner, Philly. The way the guy plays, the way he just kind of does what he does, man. He yeah. never gives up, and he's never out of a game. Give him a, give him 30 seconds, he'll put you in field goal range. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you it's crazy. Green Bay, Arizona. I think Arizona's for real. Oh, you know, oh hell yeah, man. He's, they were always like the Falcons to me. Mm-hmm. I could never put money on them. Nope. I could never Couldn't bet trust on them. them. Yeah, you just can't. But now, like, they've... One with uh, who's Colt, McCoy. Colt McCoy. Dude's like 35, three 36. Games, three games without Kyler Murray, yeah. and they're still rolling, dude. And then you got mm-hmm. the when Packers. Mur- when does Murray come back? They're hoping he be back this, this week. week Hopkins and Murray, hopefully this week. And that's when you need them, right? Yep. We're coming into mm-hmm. the back end of the season right yep. now. Yeah. And Jesus Christmas, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. No, you don't. But uh, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't watch much of the game last night. It was a Thursday night game. Yep. recording on a Friday night here. But uh, what was the final score of that game? 27-17. Yep. It was solid. They played good football. Yeah, but the offense doesn't look right still. No. But Dak looked a little injured to me still. And I, or Elliot did for sure. Elliot Elliot's, seemed like he was hobbling. Elliot's toast. I feel like they just need to give him a game or two off. Let Tony run the rock. Yeah. And Dak just... He has a game where he looks like himself, but then he goes backwards, and it looks like he's not mobile in the pocket anymore. Like, he looks super slow. Anytime he goes to roll out, he's always getting sacked. Like last night, I seen on a couple of rollouts. If he just gets to that edge, he's got open guys down there, but he just can't get yeah. to that edge anymore. I'm just wondering, yeah. is Jerry Jones happy right now, you think, with what he's got for a team? Well, I had to go after the shower. <laughs> or how took, about... Uh, I took a hot shower. <laughs> I had to call my psychiatrist in the morning. He's happy about that Micah Parsons pick, though. Hi, that much. Mike is my boy. Huh? <laughs> I had him over for dinner quite a few times. There he is, old we Jerry had, Jones. How about a, them cowboys? Yeah, bad brads a couple nights last week. <laughs> Get that cornbread. <laughs> hey, man, they, you never know what's going to happen. These teams keep moving on. The better teams are not doing what their expectations are. Some of these other teams are creeping in. Yeah. Baltimore Ravens are still playing mm-hmm. good football. Yeah, That's what I love about the NFL. Oh, guys that have uh, things to prove, like Lamar Jackson. Say what you want about Lamar. He's a beast, man. Dude, he's, he's like fourth in the league in rushing. Yeah, They're, they're always in it. You know what I mean? I think Crazy. eventually he's probably going to break that You know that seal. I oh, think, I, you know, I eventually agree. they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I think uh, John Harbaugh is a great coach. Yeah, um, Steady. You look at the running Good back man. situation, they're so depleted, but they still continue to push on. That's that's a testament to the, those players and those coaches, man. I think it's it's a great organization. They continue to grind. I had Buffalo and L.A. Those were my picks. And honestly, now I'm tempted to say, like, Green Bay and or Frisco coming out of the N- NFC yeah. and, or, um, you know, Baltimore and a KC because KC's heating up now, too. I had a rematch of last year at KC, uh, Tampa Bay, and I thought it was going to be that. But then, like you're saying, KC's getting hot right now. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah they're finding their mm-hmm. groove. Like, Mahomes is learning not to just play for the big play. Exactly. And he's learning to take what the defense has given you yep. and play with the net, get back to throwing the ball to Kelsey over the yep. middle, mm-hmm. hit Tyreek on the under routes, yep, things exactly. like that. 
that's where you know you win ball games. It's nope. not about always putting up fifty points. No, nope. if you can just bleed the clock a little bit, you know, utilize your defense, your run game. That's how you win it, man. How many games do you watch when teams just run the clock out? A a drive in the third or fourth quarter that's eleven minutes, nine, ten right, minutes, right. eighteen plays. Like you're taking valuable time off the clock, and that's just another time your opponent can't score the ball, and you're just running down their throats, and you're like eighteen play drive. It sucks a lot of times. The guys get three points out of it, but if you get that touchdown out of that drive, it's huge. You know, oh, to Philly's sure. point, you think about Tomlin, you think about Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, you think about Harbaugh. These are the, some of the few coaches that have stood the test of time and have, have been with these teams for a long time. It's funny how those teams are always contending for something, a division or championship, Super Bowls, whatever, but those guys know how to replenish, you know, they get they get good players to come to them. It's yep. not you know yeah. they're just great coaches and that's why they could stick around. Yeah, you know, well we sure. rotate coaches every what two three years. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, man. No, it's it's, it's wild and that, that longevity. Like you talk about Tomlin, he's having a bad year. I think Ben. ben well, they're five five and one. Ben looks bad. Ben, 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 ben does is not bad. look like Ben a, is yeah, done. He's, he's ben has struggling. dude. You watch him in the pocket. He can't even like he can't even. Move in the pocket. Yeah, you talk about uh, even like Ryan Clark, who's won a Super Bowl, and he and he gives ben, Big Ben credit for winning that Super yep. Bowl. Mm-hmm. But he, even he said this morning when I was watching Sports Center, <laughs> he's like, "Dude, Ben is the reason why they're losing. He is so immobile. Yep, he's not making the right decisions. No, nope. it's just it's that time to to move on and, mm-hmm. and go to the next chapter. And I think whether Tomlin pulls that trigger or not is going to be ultimately his demise yeah. or not. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? And I was just reading a report or an article or something the other day, and they're talking about Tomlin. Like, why does Tomlin just get, like, the the free ride? Like, should Tomlin be looked at? And if someone if someone in Pittsburgh wants to fire Mike Tomlin and I'm the Detroit Lions, I'm oh, open checkbook over to Mike Tomlin. I'm hey, the first knocking on that door, dude. You want $10 million a year? Come on over here. Yes. Like, I'll fire Dan Campbell in one second, and let's hire Mike Tomlin. I feel like Mike Tomlin is a phenomenal coach. I've actually gone to war with a guy online about it. He was from Pittsburgh. Obviously, you know, I'm talking about the Lions. And you just look at the track record. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at uh, how he's conducted himself. Yep. And, you know, he's a... Uh, he sticks to his guns. He's yep. a man of faith. He's mm-hmm. all these things, yep. man. He's, a, he's just a leader of men. Yep. You know, that's mm-hmm. the type of guy you, you would want to run your organization. Yep. No you question. Know, I could believe in that guy. Yeah. And, and, and I, that's coming from a guy who loves Dan Campbell. Yep. I'd run through a wall for that guy. Me too. Mm-hmm. But Mike Tomlin, the same way. Mike I, Tomlin's just, just different. And like, just being like in the NFL, obviously, there's not a lot of African American African American coaches or anything like that. And this yeah. dude stood this test of time, came right. in there super young has been through the thing and I think he's almost like I don't know if he's like like the GM or something like that. I know he makes a lot of the front office like helps mm. with the front office decisions and stuff like that. But that guy is just an awesome coach. And I mean I'd put him right up there with Belichick, Andy Reid well, and stuff when, like uh, that. They were asking him about I think that it was either the USC job or the L S U job and he's like, Do you ask Bill Belichick those questions? Exactly. Like, was that last year or something, right? Yeah, he's like, yeah. Do you ask so and so these questions? And it's like just it's not a, even a race thing it's Mm-mm. about you know respect me for what i've done here exactly like yeah i might be having a bad year but it's just i'm one of the best coaches like he's a yeah. humble dude and he he knows that he's a good coach and they got a good team <laughs> and yeah, stuff sure. like that but it's just like one of those things where i'm like man if i got mike tomlin he's he's my bill belichick he's he's my coach until he wants to be done i'm not running the guy out of the building i'm not doing none of that kind of stuff mike tomlin's my guy until he's gone Yeah, I'm with you, man.
You know 24th Street Pizza for their award-winning pizzas. From their barbecue chicken, deep south dill, and BLT pizzas, to their Hawaiian barbecue, super veggie, and even chicken fettuccine Alfredo pizza, they have so much to choose from. But they've got more than just pizza at 24th Street Pizza. They've also got toasted subs, flatbreads, chicken, fish, pasta, salads, the list goes on. Plus, with free delivery in Port Huron, it's no surprise they have over a thousand five-star reviews. To view their entire menu and to place an order online, visit 24thStreetPizza.com. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right, fellas, it is now time for the fives of the week. Today, episode 32, we are doing our Fantasy Football Players of the Year. So, Miguel, since you are the guest of honor, my friend, go ahead and start it off, brother. All right, so let's start it off here at the top. I mean, I still got to go King Henry is number one. Dude, oh, man, what a beast. Seven and a half games, dude still has 900-plus rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 1,000-plus all-purpose yards. Guy was just an absolute beast on his way to probably another 2,000-yard season. Yeah. Even though he's played in seven and a half games, he's probably got a lot of teams out there at probably about an 8-0 record mm-hmm. when he left. So got to still put him at number one. Uh, number two, going Jonathan Taylor. Dude's a absolute just monster beast. out there. Beast. Beast. Elvin Kamara of this year. Yeah, Elvin Kamara this year, that's for sure. Uh, number three, I'm going to go TD Machine. Austin Eckler out there. Dude's nice. just that nice. Dude's just an absolute stud, too. Uh, number four, I'll go with our boy over there with Maddie Stafford. Cooper Cup is wide receiver over there. Dude is just, he's just an awesome wide receiver. One of the best guys out there. Runs precise routes. Guy has hands of glue catches everything he's an awesome wide receiver and the number five is a dark horse no one probably even drafted this guy big time pickup for any team that picked him up cordell patterson for the atlanta falcons he's balling balling i got him i picked him up in two leagues dude is just saved my season guy's just an absolute stud crazy fact uh i just sent you a trade (laughs) (laughs) crazy fact about him uh dude's 30 years old finally found his niche i mean he's a hybrid wide receiver wide receiver um, 900 all-purpose yards, nine TDs. And crazy thing is, the two weeks he missed with injury, Atlanta Falcons scored zero and six points in both of those games. Seriously? Yeah, zero and six. Wow. So um, without him, I mean, they're five and four with him. Without him, obviously, they're five and six right now. You got that guy in for those two games. Might be, Atlanta's in the playoffs right now. Yeah. If you're looking in the standings, if he's in those two games, possibly. You're right, dude. It's it's crazy because you look at Patterson. He's with Chicago. He's with Minnesota. He could never find his niche in the nope. NFL. Huge. He's finally found a home in Atlanta, and he's balling out of he's his mind. He's balling out of his mind. Running back wider. So he does it all. Dude Swiss just came Army out and knife. said he wants to play uh, safety because he wants to get interception in the NFL. Yeah, isn't he a reserve safety? Yeah, right reserve now? safety now. So now they're thinking about maybe possibly putting him out there so he can get an interception. That's the dude said one of his <laughs> like goals. Like a hybrid like Hill over there in, uh, <laughs> at the Saints, man. Yeah, but Multiple. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you some Hill, I think that, that experience, I, he, I know he just signed that hybrid contract, yeah. but he didn't look that great no. at quarterback last week. He put yep. up some last night. He yeah, put he, up garbage stats, but four picks. Mm. He, yeah, he threw a couple of those picks like there was no receiver <laughs> no, within 10 yards. Nothing, it was bad. Even the touchdown, I think, was it to uh, 
the Harris, I think the receiver was. Harris, and then he had that little Jordan Humphrey. He had a nice pass to him in the corner over the there. The one that was wide open. Yeah, it was little Jordan Humphrey yeah, over it just, there. It even looked like he was guiding the ball. Dude, the, his, the way he throws difficult. looks weird. It yeah. just, it, I know he had that finger injury, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to say not nothing. Stinky finger, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to say nothing too crazy because I know he had that little finger injury. But at the same time, the way he just looks like he's back there throwing the football. It looks like it's probably me back there throwing a football. <laughs> I don't know, man. Did you know that he won the punt, pass, and kick competition? I didn't win that. It was a throwing competition. It was a throwing competition. Oh, he was just telling me he could chuck the ball about 60, 70 yards. He was so. bragging for like 10 minutes on the phone earlier today, and I was talking I was. about the podcast. Like, yeah, man, I won tickets for that. And I, was, I threw the ball 60 yards. I was like, really? Yeah. I was that's like, a, dog, a, in my best shape of my life with a six-pack and all that, I could throw the ball 60 yards. the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. Probably my junior year. Yep. And uh, now I'm lucky to like Probably whittle it out to 50. Two of the most competitive <laughs> dudes I know are I'm sitting right in front of both of them, man. But it's, I, it's I a mean, great seriously, thing. 60 it's, yards a long chuck. It was it was tough. And the fun fact about it is Lomas was out, Lomas Brown was out there marking another football. Oh, you like and my I, you like my broadcasting <laughs> on the lines now with Dan with, with uh, Dapper Dan. Oh man, oh, that man. guy should have blocked that guy. The worst announcer ever. He is terrible. But I the funny thing, to to an hour I almost Caputo. knocked him out, dude. The ball literally went about two inches over his head. No joke. <laughs> so he was out there marking a football with the yardage, and the ball literally went right over his head. I, I, I listen to Troy. Well, he starts to come, and then he pulls <laughs> out. out. And, and I'll tell you right now, there's a guy who can really throw the football like Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Troy Aikman out there trying to... Trying to get Tony Romo money? What's up with this? He's He's going for it. He's going. Two X Cowboys. Tony! There's life after football for some of these cats, man. They just end up in a broadcast booth, you know? For Troy, he owns a greenery, I heard. Hey, I wouldn't doubt it, man. There's a lot of people that think he's related to Jay Z, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, That's a pretty good list, though, dude. I got to say, man, those are some solid players right there. Dude, and I want to say Eckler, like, for people playing fantasy football, like, running backs have a shelf life, right? Mm-hmm. But I think for the next couple of years, I think he's still one of those guys. Doesn't have the pro prolific name. Nope. But he's always a great fantasy football player to have on your team. Yep. Catches a lot of he's passes. He's consistent, Philly. Yep. That's yeah. what he is. He's a consistent player. Yep. Good job, uh, Miguel. So, uh, all right. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor, number one. Word up. I got him on both my leagues. I was actually hosed or picked on at my draft because I chose him over Travis Kelsey. I was like, for me, if I'm building a team, I'm going to take a bell cow running back over a tight end any day of the week. All day. All day. That, I mean, you can talk all the shit you want, but uh, this <laughs> is my guy, and that's the reason I'm, you know, uh, I think I'm 9 in. Uh, nine and three and Ooh. eight and four in both my leagues. So. You're first place, I take it. No, well, I'm in second in my league, and then I think I'm in third in my ESPN league. Yeah, that's a pretty good league, man. You got somebody yeah. beating a I'm nine having and a good three record. Year. I'm having a good year. What's Just, the payout for that league? Uh, it's not a big money league. I think it's like three fifty, but there's a lot right. of lot of subcategories like mm-hmm. high points. Yep. You know, okay. I got divisions, high points for the regular season, yep. all that. So there's other ways to earn money. Yep. That's what I try to give guys a chance to win their money back. You got a guy scoring 25 points a game. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're if looking you good. You draft a good team. You know, I give guys a chance to win some some dough. Yep. Uh, number two is my guy Cooper Cup. I think he's the most uh, outside of Robert Woods. I think he's another one. He's just one of those great wide receivers. Solid. Great route running. Great hands. Just Mister Reliable all the time. He's always putting up points for me too. Um, and I got Tyreek Hill. Even though he's a little bit inconsistent. I think Tyreek, you know, he's one of those guys that he's uh, 
he makes big plays and he's won me a lot of games because there's there's games he'll get seven, but there's games he'll get like thirty four. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he's a guy I love to have on my team. And here's another guy that's not very well known, um, and he's not on the greatest of football teams. Football team is Terry McLaurin. Got him in all my leagues. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's one of those guys, one of those unsung heroes that puts up points week in and week out. Terry McLaurin is, is a stud, and I think anybody playing fantasy football should grab him because he's only uh, ascending right now. Get him a QB. Dude's a monster. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. He's, he's going to be a dog. Even with He's putting up numbers with uh, Heineke. Heineke, dude. Dwayne Haskins, these yeah. kind of guys. Like, yeah, I was really hope I I was high on him this year because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. This guy yeah. just, just trucks a football deep, lets him go get it. And <laughs> right. Terry's it's got magic. some of the best route running, best deep ball contested catches ever. And I'm like, it's a perfect storm. He's a stud, dude. Yep. One of Ohio State's finest, man. Mm-hmm. And he's going to continue to ascend and ball out. For sure. And uh, number five, I have him in my ESPN league is Justin Herbert. Even nope. though he's been mm-hmm. a little inconsistent too, he's put up a lot of big games for me. Mm-hmm. There's games, you know, where he's he's put up damn near fifty. Yep. And he has his off games where it's like you know twenties. Every but, uh, every QB does that same thing. Bad game, bad game, good yeah. game, good game, good game. But he is, I mean, dude's only in the second year and he's out there just competing with some of the big dogs out there. Yeah, and you can just see the potential week mm-hmm. in and week out. I feel like he's continuing to grow. He reminds me a lot of. Um, like a Stafford type, you know, you can see that gunslinger yep. mentality, that Brett Favre, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I like what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's got that gunslinger mentality. I think he can air it out with the best of them, but then he has those duds too. Mm-hmm. But for me, he's actually won me a lot of games. Yeah, no, he's, he's really awesome in the pocket. I mean, he can get outside. He's got, he's got some legs on him too and stuff like that. So very good quarterback and stuff like that. I remember uh, Lions were possibly thinking about maybe taking him, but we took, uh, a guy named Jeffrey Okuda or something yeah, like that. Fuck. How many games has he played in two years? Yeah, let's say Shunk. probably uh, zero, I could say, because <laughs> even on the field he was a ghost. Yeah, he's getting tore up. And honestly, I, I hope he comes back healthy. But, man, I, I, if you have a quarterback there, you a young quarterback, now you're two, three years deep, now, mm-hmm. now your whole your atmosphere changes. Yeah. Your outlook is different. No question. You know, what, but that's neither the, here nor there. Yeah, the injuries, though, this week or this year, Philly, have been significant. Astronomical. You know? To it's your been, point, Miguel, like Derrick Henry, like what? I talked about Odell Beckham last week. Even though, yeah, we have things to say about these guys, but to have them on the field is something different. Like, we want to see these guys play. Yeah. It makes the game better. It makes it more entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. It's good for fantasy football. Oh, McCaffrey, Cook, look at these McCaffrey, guys are going down, man. good point, man. Again, he's Best running back down. in the NFL. He was probably a pick can't stay healthy, number though. one can't for stay most healthy. people in fantasy if they got the free. I want McCaffrey because yep. he's coming back healthy. Stunned. he's not. No, I wouldn't know? have took him. I would have took Derrick Henry if I had yeah. that one or two pick. I took Crazy. Alvin Kamara in a lot of leagues. and um, Injury right now, I just... I don't like the Saints right now with what they're doing. They're not really coming out and saying, like, hey, he sprained his MCL. He's going to be out for two to five weeks. They're just like, questionable, questionable, questionable. Game yeah. time. Oh, he's yeah. out. Like, like Shaquan Barkley, man. Yeah. You know, he was a top pick for a lot of people. I laughed at you when you took that pick, remember? Why are you laughing at me, dog? I, I told you. I was like, <laughs> I Saquon. Saquon. I'm like, you're I like same that here. first name, Saquon. 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 He fucked me up. I ain't going to lie. Then I dropped Madison. Of course, everybody eats Madison right now. Was, Cook's down again. I gave you yeah. shit for that one. Yeah, he did. I dropped him like two weeks ago, Philly. I'm like, no, hey, the same you know, week. The same, yeah. He dropped no. him the same week that Cook went down. Wow. <laughs> Fucked up. Damn. All right, Grab what you got, man? Well, I'm going to start with my stud, Aaron Rodgers. And I made a trade for him because I, told you to make I it. started off my, my fantasy league in week one with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, as a starter. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be my top pick. You, you, you were going to say something, yeah, Miguel? Uh, yeah, funny thing, no one really knew too much about why Aaron Rodgers was growing his hair out or anything like that. But it was all for a Halloween costume to um, pay homage to one of his favorite movie actors, Keanu Reeves. He, he wanted, to be, wanted to be John Wick wow. for Halloween, and that's so what he was. So the reason why he grew his hair out for this season to look like some kind of like Joe Dirt-like was literally to be John Wick for Halloween. No shit. That's why he grew his hair out. That's interesting. <laughs> and then the dude gets COVID, and then he's out. Yeah, right? then he's out. Yep. What mm-hmm. a fucking idiot. I, I, he, and the crazy thing is he got, I think, COVID from that party because he said he was vaccinated but then he wasn't vaccinated and all that kind of crazy shit that you ensued are with lying <laughs> so but get, okay since we're on Aaron Rodgers but Antonio Brown got suspended three I, games yes. Rodgers got what a fine he got a fine so no worse fair is fair but the thing is he didn't prove a fake vax card I don't think yeah, like yeah, yeah, AB yeah, yeah. AB yeah. got a fake vax card I think from yeah, that was kind of fucked somebody up. on the team and like his chef his ex-personal chef ratted him out some so, shit like that like, Philly, what a dick buddy, buddy. <laughs> Bell, please, there it is. so brown got suspended for three games three games yes. so these next three games he's yes, done sir. he was already hurt wow. but now he's out three more games well you know it's that. only gonna benefit tampa by the no way. question <laughs> he's going gonna get the healthy and then he's gonna be all right yeah yep. he gets healthy they need him at the end so yeah. um that's crazy so my next player was Devonte adams the one-two hookup. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Um, so, and then I had uh, my next player. Well, he got hurt, but would have been Woods, but we can't talk about him. Uh, Thielen has been pretty solid. I like Thielen. He's been actually playing pretty good ball. So, um, I don't know. I've got him. And then, of course, uh, the running back, Taylor. You know, everybody's yeah. got I mean, it seems like everyone here's got him, right? Yeah. Um, he was a stud for me. So, I mean, he's still doing great numbers. Um, the next player I had, he seems like he's doing okay. Uh, Montgomery. But he's been hurt, so I can't yeah. really mm-hmm. count too much on him. But I'm looking at how my wins and losses. I'm also like you, nine and three in the league. Mm. So these are the guys that kind of carry the yep. torch for me. You talking and about Ty Montgomery? <laughs> yeah, man, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy made your top five. Yeah, yeah. no, he ain't my top five. Man. Hey, I mean, can we can go back on Adam Thielen? He is a guy that I hate, but the dude just. Plays good football every I, week. Dude, I drafted him early in my league. And <laughs> I got to find my players, man. I got Cup, Hill, and, and Adam Thielen. Talk Thielen about a core was, right there. Oh, my God. Is, and it's, JT it's on it, too? It's worked out great, bro. Jeez. It's amazing. I'm fucked nice up. Team. I can't even find my team. <laughs> I can tell your whole team. I can tell your whole team right now <laughs> off the dome. You my other league, though, here, Miguel. Oh, I was going to say, off the dome, I could go off our league right now. Okay, You only get five, Grandmaster. I know you have trouble counting. my next best two players? On your, want me to just go down the whole list on your whole team right Wait now? Wait a minute. What number are you on? I'm number three. Okay. You already did like five players. <laughs> Rodgers, Adams. I have a bad habit of doing that. Yeah, Rodgers, Adams. Thielen. Thielen. Then Jonathan Adams. Taylor and Montgomery. Montgomery. Okay, we're at five. You're done. Yeah. I'm done. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> damn right, so, whiskey. Uh, damn whiskey. My kicker, too. I like, I like my kicker. Yeah, Stevie. I, I can go Man. down and name your whole team right now. I like now, mine, too. Tyler Bass. I Buffalo. got him, too, in all the leagues. Everyone dropped him. I picked yeah, him up. Tyler Bass has been fucking solid for mm-hmm. me, man, all he's, season long. He's a stud. And I have DeAndre Hopkins, but he's been – I didn't put him on my five because he's been inconsistent with injuries. Yep. So First year defenses? of injuries. What about defense? What do you New guys England. Have New England? No, That's I'm saying New England's one. the best defense again this year. Yeah. yeah. I've been running Philly? through – I got Buffalo's defense. Nice. They've been really good for me. I've been using Tampa, but they've been giving up a lot of points, too. Yeah, I just picked up Philly's defense in every league. They kind of – 
got like a little easy schedule. They've been playing good D and stuff like that. So I picked yeah. them up in every it, league. Also the Colts too. Colts are good. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. It's such a chess match at this it point is. in the season where you have to. You got the you know the buys. I got my yep. best player not playing this week. Yep. Obviously with the buy we've got Rodgers, but then you got to start finding all these other players, the injuries. So it really becomes a strategy now in fantasy football yeah. towards the end of the season because yep. yeah. now we're what two weeks away from playoffs. Yep, and then it's like. Who do I want to play on my bench? It's literally a crapshoot. I got Kendrick Bourne. I got Van Jefferson. I got all these guys. I'm like, who do I want to play? Oh, I'm going to play Devontae Freeman because he, I think he's going to have a big game against Cleveland. Those are the guys that are like on the cusp. You know, like I mm-hmm. had Kendrick Bourne. I actually, I cut him. Mm-hmm. I had to make a trade. So I made a trade. I had Josh Jacobs. And I was like thinking of one trade could put me really over the top in yep. this league. So I wanted Darrell Henderson because I feel like they were going to be in bigger games. Yep. You know, and I should have kind of figured Sony Michelle would get more involved. Mm-hmm. But Henderson, like, even scored a touchdown last week. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. I traded Corey Davis, uh, Josh Jacobs, and I think Noah Fant for Darrell Henderson. And it's actually, you know, it's worked out pretty good. Yeah, actually, no, Henderson exactly. scored more than Josh Jacobs. So. No, for sure. And Jacobs doesn't get enough love over there in Oakland, man. He just does not yeah. get the ball enough. Last week, Thanks they went, a lot, man. I'm a tough guy. <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, Josh Jacobs is good. It's just last week they committed to the run, and they had a good game on Thanksgiving. That, that game against Dallas was crazy, but I remember on the podcast last week, you guys were talking about those penalties. 28 penalties? Mm. That was a terrible, and it wasn't a terrible game to watch. It was a tough game to watch. It was tough. That's why when they were like, let's go to the casino, I'm like, yeah, yeah let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, let's, let's go. Watch this games anymore. to watch, and yeah. they were just awful. I mean, it was kind of like watching Bush League football. It, it was brutal. Terrible. And sneaky quick, too. I want to give my props to Carson uh, Wentz because he's having uh, a, like a resurgence. Yeah. Oh, and there, there's the famous there's drop. Sneaky quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he thinks of my Carson That's Wentz take. Mateo. Mateo. <laughs> he loves that one. <laughs> and then my wild card pick, too. He was he was close to making the list for me. Jalen Hurts. Mm. Dude doesn't get enough love. I know he can't really throw the football that great, but he was like one of the, I think it was like for second-year players, he's like one of only three players was like Mike Vick, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts to have like 2,500 passing or 2,000 passing yards and like 500 rushing yards by a certain week. So, Jalen Hurts got him in a couple leagues out there. Puts up kind of some garbage time numbers sometimes, but dude, he's yeah. a he's a good quarterback. He plays hard. He is, man. I think respect on my name. Respect. Philly's like they're ascending too. I think they're going to be good in a few years. Yup, I agree too. I like Philly. All right, so Miguel, run through your list one more time. So we got Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, and then Cordell Patterson. I give it A plus, man. I got Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> Terry McLaurin, Justin Herbert, Miguel. You want to help Grandma? Yeah, Teddy so Bridgewater, Dan <laughs> Newton, Leon Lett, Leon Lett, great, great player. We got Rodgers, Devontae, Devontae. Uh, Thielen. Thielen. Some guy named McGemory. <laughs> McGemory. Joe Hopp. So we got Thielen. Then we got JT, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. And then we got your boy, David Montgomery. Word up. There it is. That's a solid D. <laughs> yeah, give it a D minus. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> bigly. Very, very bigly. Oh, All right, fellas. It is now time for the Who Said It. Let's do it. All right, fellas, you want me to start it off here? Sure. Start it up. Yeah, let's get it. Do it. Grandmaster B, you got the timer set up or uh, no? No, I don't, but Miguel, you know how to do the timer. Yeah. We have a two-minute timer. Two-minute timer. This is part of the segment now. We're going to keep it at a two-minute limit, and that's the way it's got to go. All right, so here it is. I'm going to give you guys three hints only. Way to go. The timer's hey, on. Hold on. Yeah, let me give you guys three hints. So after a minute, 
Then you guys could Google and look it up, whatever you want to do. All hands on deck. You want to call somebody on the I air? Like, go I ahead and call somebody. Did you say phone a friend? You could phone a friend. Thanks. Phone a friend. Regis. Regis. Uh, is that your final answer? <laughs> yes! You can call Marv Elbert on the celebrity hotline, and maybe even Michael Jordan will sign in and say, wait for my three-point raise. What a shot from Michael Jordan. Well, that's yes. terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Oh, that guy's Bob. a knucklehead. You come on, Kenny. Come over here. You know, and then you can call John Mann and I'll give you my turducken recipe. <laughs> and when he comes, he can then pull out. <laughs> Crazy thing about Charles Barkley. Did you guys see what he just said about all of his money and people uh, dissing him about his gambling and stuff? No. He came out and said... I'm going to die and go in the grave with zero dollars to my name because I ain't giving no money to my freeloading family. I'm going to do what I want. Wow. <laughs> Did you really say that? He literally came out and said that shit. I read Jeez. an article on it. I was like, damn, Charles Barkley don't give a shit. Yeah, he's, he's a dog, man. He is. He don't care. He, he tells it how it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Straightforward. All right, All right. Here we go. All right. Three, two, one. Stop rushing and getting upset because things aren't happening on your timetable. When you figure out it's not about you or your selfish schedule, you will understand the will of God. I want what God wants from me when he wants me to have it. Hmm. Never heard that one before. Oh, it's, it's just a little bit different. So three hints we get? Yep. Hmm. Bob Marley. No, sir. Hmm. Is he a sports figure? Yes. Hint hmm. one. Got any ideas over the Grandmaster? What was the first hint? <laughs> Did you even hear the quote? <laughs> this guy is struggling. Holy shnikes. I'm pretty drunk, so you don't want me to keep reading this. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be struggling. We're down to a minute I left. I care less about the team struggling. I think we need a five-minute shot clock tonight. He is a sports figure. Uh. It wouldn't uh, be Marv Albert, would it? No, it would not. Stop <laughs> rushing and getting upset because things aren't happening on your timetable. When you figure out it's not about you or your selfish schedule, you will understand the will of God. I want what God wants for me when he wants me to have it. Kobe Bryant? No. He's a prominent sports figure, though. Tiger Woods. What's no. spo- what sport? Is that giving too much away? Football? Football. Prominent sports figure. Terry Bradshaw? Hell no. <laughs> That's your boy. I'll never have a Terry yeah, Bradshaw. Playing or not playing? You do not like Terry Bradshaw. Former no. player. Former player. Michael Strahan. Nope. Hmm. Defensive player. Defensive player. <sighs> Deion Sanders. Yes, sir. Deion right, Ding, 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 ding. Mr. Prime. He speaks the truth. Wow, Deion Sanders. I was just like, defensive players. I'm thinking of a guy... Yep. Sounds like a football coach to me. Yeah. So that's what it hits hard. That's why I'm like, Jackson State is a football coach. Sounds like kind of something like that. So it kind of just rang a bell for me right there. Yeah, Miguel. Good guess, man. Wow. Very good good guess. So you you can't put anything past this cat. No, I I mean, this was a good one, though. It was more in depth. And it's something that I haven't used before. So that was a good good, one. Good job, Miguel. I like that one because it's just just like you said. I was like, man, sounds good. Ex defensive player. And I'm like, Sounds like a football. The reason coach. I love the quote is because it's like it's putting things in perspective. It is. Like you know mm-hmm. what? Enjoy what's going. Enjoy the moment. Exactly. We get so caught up in like uh, 
all the other shit going yep. on. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the moment, the people you're on. Like right now, like I'm just having a blast being with you guys, talking shit. Yep. For show. Sure. You know, there's people that are just always like thinking forward, forward, forward. And that's good yep. to a certain extent, you always want to think but about you don't want future, it to consume you. Exactly. You have to enjoy the moment, Live otherwise the moment. life is just going to pass you by. Amen to that. And that was a buzzer beater that had four seconds on the clock. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. you the countdown going. Nice. And nice. it's down to the last five seconds. Five. Jordan Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fantastic. <laughs> Cub swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a foul ball. <laughs> All right, so who's up, Philly? You has to be. You're on All the right, clock. All right, so here we All go, right. guys. Here three, we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right, social media made y'all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Mike Tyson. Damn you, man. I almost used that one this week. Holy shit. Are you shit. fucking serious, dude? That's 13 seconds in. Dog is spinal. Damn. <laughs> I, like, I like to fornicate with the best of them. <laughs> but can I at least get a blowjob? How, how did you get that, I'll man? fucking kill a motherfucker. I, I have that one saved in my phone right now. <laughs> Are you serious? On my no way. Hey, that's a good quote. That's though. badass. Dude, I mean, I was so happy to see that. You've seen it on social media then, right? Yeah, I always grab quotes that I like. That's badass so. right there. Uh, quick fact right there. I uh, actually did get to go see Mike Tyson live when he was doing that tour about his life and stuff like that. What so, was it like? Um, it was awesome. So much just emotion and just the way the guy talked. It was like we went to the Fox Theater mm. and got to watch him. I can't remember. It was like, I don't know if it was like Mike Tyson undisputed. It was something like along those lines. And he talked about his life story and all the ups and downs and everything yeah, he went through. Yeah. And it was... Just awesome to hear Wait, him. Was it genuine? Did he? Really, he oh, the dude was like crying on stage and everything like that. Like it was just from the heart. Every single thing he Mike, said it was. Mike just, is a very deep individual. Like is. I told you guys about mm-hmm. hot boxing with Mike Tyson. That's his podcast. If you yeah. listen to him, like he's kind of in like these different drugs and stuff now. But like he's a he's smarter than you would think. He, would he is. Be. He's a very smart man. He's very knowledgeable. And it was just it was awesome to hear him just speak from the heart about all the ups and downs of his career, tragedies. Yeah. Like championships one of the belts all this crazy and stuff like he B, talked about it all you were talking about your buddy that had gone through some shit that's Why the not? same thing with mike tyson you can learn a lot from guys mm-hmm. that have gone through the struggle yep i just feel like you gain a different perspective i yeah. think it's awesome it was it was awesome seeing him it was definitely yeah. definitely sweet seeing him right there all right miguel you're up big fella all right, i so, see a big fella so all right. let me get this mike going. and mike we both got one hey. tell you man i think I that be, could be a podcast you, you got to get on the clock dude brass. you killed me man uh, you got to run the clock man all right yeah yeah i got you so minds think alike you I'm so you man. guys got some different ones. Cool. Mine's mine's gonna be a little bit of a oddball out there. I don't know if it might be a little tough one, but we'll give see it, if you guys can give get it. Give it to us, you prick. Yeah, 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 we'll give it to you, man. <laughs> Shout out to Just James and uh, Hollywood. Hollywood not being here. Hollywood band of snatch. Hey, time, man. One time representing y'all. Yeah. Shout out to Just James and Hollywood. Uh, Let's mm, do mm, it. Mm, mm. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start this timer in three, two, one. All right. All right, so my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of Felix of Legions, and the loyal servant to the the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or next. Hey, Junior! Is this a movie quote? Movie quote. Oh, one more time. Terminator? (laughs) No. It's not Rocky, is it? Nope, not Rocky. Apollo Creed? Nope. It's not a it's not a sports movie. Not a sports movie. Not a sports movie. 
damn. I'm, I imagine both of you guys have seen this movie in your life. The Terminator. No. I'm trying to think non-sports movies now. Action, action movie? It's not Macaulay Culkin, is it? No, 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 no. Uh, kind, I wouldn't really necessarily say a sports movie. It's a movie that took place many, many, many years ago. The timeline. Okay. Um, so you're talking 80s? I'm talking like probably back in the Coliseum times. Mm. That's hint number one. <laughs> I can't think, man. Um, Coliseum times. Oh, wait. A Russell Crowe movie? I was next thing I was going to give it to you. Ah, so I'm getting closer. Mm, uh, going, uh, Russell Crowe. It's an awesome movie. Very, very good movie. Oh. He's heating up. I'll give you another I'll give you Sean another hint. He's got the points. He's up to 36 <laughs> points. Yes. Another actor in the movie, Joaquin Phoenix. See, I'm not good with these. Just James would probably nail this. I right was going to say, I'm like, I wanted to do something kind of out there a little bit. Something different, but I know something that both of you guys would possibly know. Oh, That's timer up right up. there. Time's up. You stumped the staff. What it be, dog? All right. So it's the gladiator. Yeah. The gl- uh, I, was, I was close, though, right? The gladiator. You were, Russell Crowe was the star in the movie. Do I at least get a star on my forehead? You can't miss. Was I, Mel Gibson in that one? Nope. He was no. not in that movie. Nope. It was... uh. Back in the Coliseum times, his uh, family like got killed and stuff like that. He got took in as a prisoner, had to fight his way to survive and stuff like that in the so Coliseum. Who said it though? Russell Crowe in the movie. But didn't he say Russell Crowe? He said it's a Russell Crowe movie, but oh, he didn't. That's just, it's. I guess uh, it's kind of close, but yeah, yeah, you got to pinpoint it. Yeah, he didn't really. I don't know. I don't he didn't. Know. He didn't say it though. He said, "Is it a Russell Crowe?" Mm. See, I don't know. See, we're a little loose with the rules there. I think okay. that has to be what We'll give it to him. I didn't stump the staff. We'll give it to him. Yeah, I got Word your up. back, dog. Hey, we'll we, give all, it to we him. all got one. We all got, we all got one. one. One, one, one. That's good. That's good shit. I wish you would have said Maximus, so that's his name in the movie. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> I, said his, I said his name in it, but it's all right. says his name Saximus. We'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. Because I wanted to give it to him right there. And I'm like, come on, just, just, just say Russell Crowe. He said a Russell Crowe movie. But yeah. I'm like, almost there. so I was like, yes. I was just kind of being a little yeah, I mean, pinpoint action. I don't know. I would have gave it to him though. Okay, I no, guess I'm just being. See, that's my nephew right there. That's my nephew right there. He's not terrible. He's a good guy. I guess I'm just being a hard ass. Wing at your fat ass. I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> guess I was just being a hard ass. That's yeah, all right. It's all right. I'll all right, we're ready for the next segment too. The did you know? Here we go. All right, all right. So let's start it off. The average U.S. household has three hundred thousand things inside the home at one time. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand things. I just sat there and I looked at that and I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, you know, three hundred thousand separate things in your house. Mm, that's nuts. Isn't that crazy that's to think crazy. about when you sit there and you just think about it, like? All your glassware, yeah. All your forks, silverware, all the things you have packed away. Your shoes, your shirts, yeah. underwear, socks, like everything. I'm like, damn, I, yeah. I might have three hundred thousand things in my house. You start adding it up, and it's you don't all think about there. it, and you're yeah. just like three hundred thousand, thousand separate things. I thought that I'm like, damn, that's, that's crazy. A lot of stuff. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one, that yeah, one got me right got there. So, fella. all right, 
the letter Q is the only letter from the alphabet that doesn't appear in a United States state name. I believe I've said this one before, but I Have you know you? what maybe did I say that one before, Philly? What what letter again? Q. The letter Q. Now I was sitting there and I was mm. thinking about it. I'm like Letter Z. I couldn't think of the letter Z in any name. Then I'm like, Arizona. Arizona. Yup. Yeah. And that one, I was like, damn, okay. But then Q, nothing, no Q. The first thing with Q, I think of Albuquerque, but it's not a state. It's yep. a city. Nope, it's a city. Yup. So no so, state, so. Yep, yep, no yep, state yep, with yep, the letter yeah, Q. Yeah, hey. yeah. I'm not thinking Q, no, but I'm like, that's a restaurant. I like to talk about that. Boom, boom. I'm going to talk about that. All right, so here's another little, another little strange one. There's a, there's a name for being afraid of having peanut butter Penis stuck butter? to the roof of your mouth. It is called Iraqi Batyrophobia. Wait a minute, my friend. They talk about it's, Iraqi. It's an actual thing? About. It's an actual thing. They're among a small percentage of people that have a fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of their mouths. I this mean, phobia goes along with the fear of choking or a fear of sticky texture, sticky mm. texture feeling. You ever get that, though? Like, or- you're chopping on that peanut butter, but I've never had a fear of it. No, I've never <laughs> feared it. Enough. But I was like, man, I was just like, man, I did not know that actual name for that. <laughs> All right, next one. McDonald's sells 2.5 billion hamburgers a year. Wow. That equates to 75 hamburgers a second every day, or 6.5 million burgers a day. Damn. Take that into perspective. That's nuts. 2.5 billion. That's, That's just of, burgers. A lot of burgers. That's crazy. A lot yeah. of burgers, Jerry. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Try to eat a couple of burgers. Down here, we prefer hat now. <laughs> All right. And to stay on to the fast food grind over here, one in eight Americans have worked in a McDonald's. No, I know I haven't. One in eight? One in eight Americans have worked at a McDonald's. Have you guys? Hey, you know. I haven't. I have not either. B? But I worked like in a fast food. Taco Bell. I worked at Taco Bell. I worked at like a pizza joint making pizzas. Coney Island. So I feel like almost everyone's worked in like kind of a food industry kind of aspect of their life at some point in time. Yeah, no, for sure. So that one was kind of crazy. And then more than a third of American kids eat fast food every single day. How many? A third. 36.7% of American kids eat fast food every I single day. It. I believe it because it's quick and easy. Do you guys feel like like when you're on the road? It's you, so you hard with the your, job. To your traps, like where you, you eat a lot of fast food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I'm guilty of it, man. Yeah, I used I to be McDoubles. really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Miguel was our favorite, but they just continued. Spicy McChicken with cheese. The Unreal. Best. Spicy McChicken with cheese and fries for three bones. My, beat it. my go-to, because mentally I tell myself, like, all right, if I go to Taco Bell and I, I don't eat the beef because it makes me run to the bathroom, yep. so if I get the chicken, I think to myself it's a little better for me, but I'm like, <laughs> I know it's the it's same not, shit. Yeah, it's, it's not really chicken, man. It's, it's not made, really. It's something else. It's something else. It, it's sodium, it's about like that. chopped up <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I get it, man. All right. And then Junk. the last one will go along the lines of kind of all this fast food thing. The average American spends $1,200 on fast food every year. Wow. So How you just twelve hundred dollars, the average American. So you think about it. All those times you go through the drive-through, you spend three ten bucks. If you want to get that extra value meal for a large size, you're spending ten twelve bucks. Shit like that. Twelve hundred dollars, the average American spends. I believe that's it, though. Nuts, man. So that's I believe it. It's a lot of money right there. But you just think about it. You're like, man, this trip here, this trip there. I'm spending ten twenty bucks. Ten twenty bucks. You're like, yeah. five bucks, five bucks. You're like, 
that adds up pretty quick. $1,200 ain't a lot either when you think about it, but $1,200 in fast food, you're like, damn, it's a lot of money. No, you figure out like, where else could you allocate that money? A lot of places. A lot of places. You, know, you cut mm-hmm. that down. I know like when I got in my kick, my health kick, I was packing a lunch every day. I was saving so much money, man. Oh, it does. You, mm-hmm. just, you can see it. You pack a snack, you pack your lunch, yeah. pack your drinks. You don't have to buy nothing during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I could just almost at a time, like, just keep my wallet at home so I don't even have the urge to spend money when I'm on the road. Like, yeah. that's the hardest thing. You're going from store to store to store doing what we kind of do, and it's like you can go to... 20 stores in a day and five or six stores you're buying shit yeah <laughs> it's, it's rough yeah, it's man. rough it's like man I wanna, you want those jerky sticks dog you want yeah. that slice of pizza this one place got this good joke. thing that good thing you're like I need a drink it's it's quick and easy yeah every week I have those stores on my route where I'm like yeah I know I'm gonna get this I know I'm gonna get that yep you know mm-hmm. it's creatures of habit man. it that's is what happens and that's everything for the Did You Know. Good job, Miguel. Very, very, very good, good job, job, Miguel. All right, so it is now time for the... This, this or, or that. that. There it is. All right, I got some really good shit for you boys tonight, so hopefully I'm going to get some honest answers from you guys. I really tried hard on this one. Okay, here we we'll go. We'll be the judge of that. Yes, time, yes <laughs> you will be the judge. Okay, this or that. Win the lottery but have to spend it all in one day or triple your current salary. Hmm. Wow. Win the lottery, but you have to spend it all in one day. How much is a lottery, though? And let's say $1 million. Because <laughs> <laughs> $1 million after taxes, you're not even getting $750,000. right, so we'll fucking take it to $5 million. Okay. <laughs> we'll go I'm $5 just gonna... million. I'm still we'll probably going to just take triple the salary. It's a long-term investment. How much you making, dog? <laughs> Not that crazy, but I'll take yeah. I'll take the triple the salary. It's more of a long-term. You sit there and you think about it. You're like, a million dollars, you could go blow a million dollars on a car. Yeah. So yeah, You think the average middle class is probably between 50 and 70, right? Yeah, probably right around so, that range. You triple that, you're actually in decent shape. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna play the long game. Yeah. Same I'm here. Play the long game. I'll, I'll keep working till the day I die. I don't care because that will probably keep me busy. But I'll be able to do so much more with that extra money. No question. Change the whole. I don't need everything. that. I don't need to be fucking buku rich. No. Nope. You know, I would like to be comfortable to the point where I don't have to worry about stuff. My family's good. I can do what I want to do. Travel. We're eating good. We're partying. We're having a good time. Word. Now, if you go back and think about it, I know you got to spend that money, but can you spend it in like investing the million dollars into other just things think about in how, long term? Just think about how pickled your mind would be. I know. You get five million dollars thrown in your lap, and you're like, dude, you got to spend this now. And you got a decision. Hours. Yep. Fuck that. I'll play the long game. Yeah, exactly. It's like, do I go buy two hundred two point five million dollars yeah. in Bitcoin, or do I just take my salary oh, thing? Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's it's honestly, it's a hard decision when you sit there and if it ever was presented to you. But just in time, I'm taking the long game. Yeah, for sure. Because you're only here for a short amount of time. Yep. Grandmaster B, what are you doing? I'm tripling my my wage. Yeah, yep. it ain't a ton, but I'll triple that all day, man. Yep. No, for sure. I'll take that. All right, so here I'll we go. I'll take some bitches out and judge. Yeah, you take them, man. <laughs> All right, so here it is. The next one. The next one is this or that. Find true love today or win the lottery next year. Well, I already found my true love, so I'm good. You better good. say that. I'm good. <laughs> You're disqualified. <laughs> no, that's awesome. But I would, uh, I would say the same. I think uh, true happiness and love 
That conquers all. You doing? I would like to. True love. I would like to have it. Word up. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'll take the true love because to me that is winning the lottery. Yep. In, mm, a, in that, a way, shape, or form. Money can only buy you so much happiness. I need me that do or die. Yep. You know. For mm-hmm. sure. All right. The next one. This or that. Have everyone you know be able to read your thoughts, or for everyone you know to have access to your internet history. <laughs> Oh shit! Say that one more time. Okay, here we go. Have everyone you know be able to read your thoughts, or for everyone you know to who have access to your internet history. I would probably have to say have everyone read my thoughts because I really don't think too many bad things about people, so it wouldn't really be anything crazy, honestly. That's These are all good answers. It because I'm your no, no. honestly. <laughs> I want to see my interaction. Yeah, man. Red too That's what I'm saying, man. Sometimes you look at some freaky dicky shit, man. I've been guilty of it. What am I gonna say, man? <laughs> honestly, I think the yeah. thoughts like I have places where I think I go into. I can go into some places and I look at someone like, but it's like that quick response. Like, is it like telepathically like this person walking across and you think something about this person? They're gonna absolutely know it. I just think that's like a crazy, it'd be a crazy game in a crazy world if you could do that right there, honestly. Almost yeah. be fun in a sense, honestly. Yeah. Well, your mind's almost uncontrollable, It right? is. So, I mean, you could think something, but not necessarily mean it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you ever have a dream where you're like, well, where the hell did that come from? Random. Yeah. Or so, you dream for I mean, two hours and it feels like it was four days in your dream and you're like, what? Yeah, but see, I don't have yeah. like a, I don't have a demented, twisted mind. No, so exactly. You know, I'd rather have somebody read my mind. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm pretty. I would like to read other people's minds as well at the same time. Oh, I yeah. think that would be cool. Yeah. If I could have a super. Uh, like uh, what your boss is thinking. Like get ahead of him. Yeah, on does some... this guy really think what he says about me or right. not? Hey, Mike, you're a nice guy in his mind. This guy's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's just, it'd be a cool thing just to go around and yeah, be able get... to know that. Yeah. All right, you ready for the next one? Hey, Sons? what's yours? Yeah, what's your answer? Hey. Hey. By, by all means, be able to read thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, all day, man. So all we're right. all, all in unison, the first Absolutely. three answers. Yeah. All right, the next one, this or that. Have a personal maid or a personal chef? <sighs> what are y'all thinking on that one? Maid or chef, what would you guys rather have? So cleaning or cooking? Wow, that is a tough one. It'd be nice to come home to that cooked meal every night because I've never had that before. Breakfast, but you're really not dinner. a messy dude. Are, are, no, what do you I, think? I'm a little OCD when it comes to the house, Me but at too. the same time. I'm right there with you, big fella. And I, I actually enjoy cooking, so I'm going to say made. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, even though I love to have gourmet meals every night, mm. but I actually don't. There's, there's nights I really, I'll put the music on, I'll jam out, chill in the kitchen, even if it's by myself, you know? Just get it done and whip it up what would you rather do there miguel oh man that's a tough one i hate cleaning i don't mind cooking but then i don't mind cleaning because you go in spurts like you can sit there some days i could sit there and clean the whole house if i wanted to some days weeks i don't feel like cooking anything yeah but if i had to take a a pick i'm probably going personal chef though yeah i'm going with the chef okay (sighs) 
I'm going to say a personal chef because I love to cook, but you know, if I can have that meal made by a personal chef every day, I'd be down with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree with that. If I could walk at home like, hey, Texas dude, I want this for dinner. All right, I got you. That'd be amazing. Hey, I want this for breakfast tomorrow. I got you. Hey, I want this for lunch. I got you. Like everything that you want, dude's going to make it for you. Yeah, so that's super enticing though. <laughs> now you're just like, uh oh. Yeah, my mind's all pickled. <laughs> it's all pickled. <laughs> that's a all good right. one. That's a tough one right there. See, I, I, you know, Philly, can you see I really put some thought into this you stuff did. tonight, that, man? That's very, very so good. So I'm, I'm really trying to do my best to try to make it the right way, but we'll let's uh, keep on going with and then, it. So. Well, one quick side note Russell right Wilson spends a million dollars on his body a year with personal chefs and personal trainers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A million dollars a year. Tom Brady, on his body. Tom Brady, too, is probably up, up yep. somewhere in there. There, be nice you know, to have a million dollars to throw out your body. All right, so here we go. The next, this or that, find a rat in your kitchen or a roach in your bed. Mm. <laughs> I'm going uh, kitchen. I'd rather find the rat in the kitchen because my bad man. I, I get a spider in my room and I freak out. I gotta fucking vacuum the whole thing. I gotta clean my, take my sheets off. Are I, you serious? I don't like anything crawling in my bed, man. Talking about that New York rat. <laughs> that motherfucker that has like about six pounds. They look like a raccoon. You're talking about splitting it. You're talking about that fucking big rat fucking Louie. <laughs> We're talking about that rat fuck fucking uh, Stewie Combs. <laughs> We're talking about that guy. Yeah, New York rats are a whole different story. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd honestly probably take a rat because, dude. Who knows where that roach has been? Crawling in your mouth, crawling mm. on your face. Hell no. Could be anywhere. Well, I That's like the worst. Bed. Could you imagine a fucking roach in your bed? Ain't dude, rats are in huge. my bed, but a wet step above. Dude, <laughs> dude, I could jump up on the counter and that rat's not getting me. But that roach could be crawling all over me. Oh. I I'm taking the rat all day. Oh, no question sure. about it. For sure. No oh, question. I yes, would I, look at rats. Freak me out, man. There's no way I'd take a rat. I'd go with the roach, and I'd be like, because I was in Florida one time, and there was actually roaches crawling on the floor. Dude, roaches are just creepy crawlers. When we went to Vegas last summer, we were at a spot, and there was just roaches crawling all over the ground. Did you like, say you were at a spa? Yeah, at the spa. <laughs> James, Jerry. shout out to James. Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> You were at a spa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you so, must know my boy just dying. <laughs> All right. So what would it be then? So final final recap here. Uh, Miguel, what'd you have? Rat. Rat. Yeah, I'm going rat too. Mary J. Blige. I can't do no rats, man. The rats <laughs> freak me out, man. Real quick though. So what are you going? You I'm going, going with the roach in the bed, oh, man. Dude, they didn't say define the roach. It could be a roach from a J100. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that's well, no question then. <laughs> Give me that roach. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story right there. But, hey, so, I, you know, I've been talking about my basement for a couple months now. Talk about a big fella. We're taking, uh, taking down my drop ceiling. <laughs> for whatever reason, this board didn't come down right oh, away. Dude, Thankfully, fucked up. because I grabbed it down with one hand, and there's a freaking mouse in a mouse trap and a freaking rat pack that I didn't set. Mind you, I've been in my house for about six years, yeah. so this has been sitting there for a long, long time. That I didn't, I didn't plant the trap, bro. It was like shrunken in, but it wasn't like decayed to the point where it was like just a skeleton. Yeah. 
So it's it had to have been there for a long time. Isn't that the crazy thing? Like in any ceiling drop ceiling, like that's where if you ever find a mouse that's in your ceiling, Philly, like that, underneath that thing was literally in your ceiling tiles. Right on my yeah, one of the uh, like Damn. one of these up here. And, it, and, and when you pulled it down, you're like, that picture you sent me, yes. that was legit. That wasn't like something that was there just the other day. I took it down with my right hand. <laughs> I pulled the the, uh, the framing off, and I set it right on the stack of boards. Damn. I was like, holy Damn. shit. And the guy, I got that weird feeling. I'm like, oh, I got to take a break. Yeah. Then you go out for a smoke break. <laughs> Creepy crawlies. <laughs> yeah, man. Just didn't sit right with me. <laughs> and I've, I've had mouses. You know, I've had a condo where... My ex and my son took off for the night because they couldn't stand it, and I had to set all these traps up around my place. Mm-hmm. And I caught that fucker. You know, you got, got his ass. Yep. That's nuts, man. Are right, you fellas ready for the next one? We got it. Was it a lightning round? No, this is, uh, yeah, I think this is a lightning round. Of course it is. All right. Have a, okay, so this or that. Have a pause or a rewind button in your life? Rewind. Yeah, I think I would go rewind. You'd rewind? I would want to relive all good memories and do things that I wish I could do again all over again. Yeah, you look at some of your mistakes or like some of your great highlight moments. Like you, if it was, if you were able to go back and just change that, you know, because whatever you were feeling at that time, mm-hmm. you made a bad decision or you were just in a bad mental place. If you can go back and redo that or... Or, or again, a happy moment. Mm-hmm. You want know, to be with people, or yeah, I think a rewind would be cool. I think a pause, you're just delaying the inevitable. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I think I'd do a rewind. No question. Yeah. Go back to the glory days. Yeah, man. For sure, man. I think we're yeah. all there. We're all, we kind of all agreed to it. I think mm-hmm. so. Dog it, dog. I got one thing before we leave tonight. It's been a great night. We've all done a phenomenal job. Miguel, thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. I got one ultimatum for you. Yes. All right, so you have to stay in a cabin for one month. You will have food, water, and firewood, but no internet, cell phone, or TV. On the last day, you walk with $100,000. Could you do it? So, no TV, no internet, no phone. But you got all the necessities to live. Yes. Food for a hundred k. Water. One month. Firewood. I think I. I think I could. It'd almost be like a cleanse, almost. I could say. Yeah. You could go do so many things out in out in the woods, out in nature. You could keep yourself busy. Go chop trees down go fishing go do whatever you need to do if i don't have to stay in the cabin 24 7 no you don't i mean you can find a lot of things to do out in the woods you're out there alone but at the same time it's like like you said a cleanse grandma has to be what you think what was the question (laughs) mine's a little pickle boys mine's pickled come on man there's no surprise here miguel yeah we go through this from time to time i agree You have to stay in a cabin for one month. You have all the food, water, and firewood you need, but no internet, no cell phone, or no TV. One month, you walk away with $100,000. One more time. (laughs) You guys are shitting me, man. (laughs) Holy shnikes. You have to stay in a cabin for one month. You will have food, water, and firewood. Fire. But no internet. No damn cell phone and no TV. On the last day, you walk with $100,000. Or 
Or you don't get shit. Yeah, you don't get nothing. You fail. I'm, I'm staying in the woods, man. So you'll do it for 100000 I would do it. I, I'd do it. I'd do it. I would totally do it. I feel like almost at some point in time, you're probably going to want a little bit of some entertainment, but then at the same sure. time, you just got to find things to do. I'm with you, though. I would take that mental class just to get away from get everything. Get away from it. I'd work out. I'd freaking be in nature and just, you know, enjoy my time. Get almost my feel right. easiest gamble for $100,000 in your life, probably. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, for sure. You just have to have the mindset. I would take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Good this or that, Grandmaster Bean. Thank good. Good. Thank Very you. good. I'm going to yeah. keep on working, you boys. Heavy on the next one. Let's <laughs> yeah, swap man. it out, man. I think that wraps it up, doesn't it, fellas? Yeah, that's good stuff. Miguel, again, thank you for joining us, Grandmaster Bean. Thank Bean-y. you. Have a great job hosting always. Thank you. Good job, Miguel. Nice job, Philly. Love you guys. Just James Hollywood probably be back next week. Episode 32, Fantasy Football Players in the Books. Love you all. Be good. <laughs>